0: It's always a pleasure and a privilege to catch up with Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D., and welcome him back to MSU today to talk about all things MSU, and in particular today, topics he covered in his October 26, 2021 Spartan Community Letter. President Stanley, thanks and for coming on again.
1: Russ, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and um, it's a very exciting weekend we have coming up, as you know. Um, I was traveling actually out of state and in Washington, D.C. the past couple of days. And the first thing everyone wanted to talk to me about was the game. I didn't need to say any more than that, the game, Um, and people's excited about it. I think it's, if you look at statistics, I can't remember the exact number, but roughly we've played Michigan, let's say, more than 100 times, and only four times have we both been ranked in the top 10, and the last time was 1964. So this is really uh, going to be a game that people are going to remember, uh, and I hope it lives up to all of our expectations and, of course, ends with a Spartan victory.
0: And, sir, while we compete fiercely with Michigan on the fields and the courts, We actually cooperate with them through our university research corridor arrangement. Wayne State's in there, too. We actually work together a lot, don't we, for the betterment
1: of the state and, frankly, the world. That's absolutely correct. And I think we really put differences aside, uh, the differences that exist on the exist on the athletic field. Uh, and we work together a lot, a lot of scientific collaborations and a lot of discussions about managing during difficult times like COVID-19. And that was part of the discussions we were having in the meetings was how we do that. And both Mark and I uh, were panelists in a, in a meeting that, uh, that we had that dealt with this. And I think you know it's a great opportunity i think at multiple levels so i know uh, the provost speaks to the provost at michigan um you know we're in the same state we have a number of the same challenges and the ability to talk to them about what they're doing and learn best practices from each other i think is incredibly important and people might not believe it but we do that
0: and you couldn't travel much during the pandemic obviously but lately you've had a couple of trips one to detroit one to grand rapids where you really got to experience that land grant outreach mission in action just talk about those trips and how you felt at them?
1: Oh, well, they were incredibly exciting. So, the I, as you said, I had a chance to go to Detroit and see the new Apple uh, Developer Academy. And this is in the old First National Bank building in downtown uh, Detroit. And it was really a partnership between Apple um, and Michigan State University, and then uh, the Rocket Companies and Rock Ventures came on board to help us uh, with the property and help make this building available to us uh, as a donation as uh, from the Gilbert Family Foundation uh, and the Rock Companies. And so it's an incredible space, and within it are some incredible people. And these are individuals 18 and up who are identified by Apple. Uh, as and who apply to enter this developer academy. This is the only one in the United States. There's one in Britain, uh, not Britain, but one in Brazil, one in Italy, one in Indonesia. First one in the United States, they picked MSU and they picked Detroit to place it. And what happens is, as I said before, they identify individuals 18 or over who are interested in learning how to develop applications um, for the IOS system, so the iPhone, iPad, all of those things. And what they then do is they have them first proud the foundations program, which is about three months, where they learn some very important foundations of coding and development. And then there are, some are selected to go on to the full uh, program, and that's another nine months, or it could be another nine months plus another year, depending on the option they take and so there was a hundred students enrolled i think in this first class um they are so enthusiastic and excited um they're now in this you know the first nine months training um, we had a chance to watch them and work with their mentors. I met a mother of six um, who has decided to do this so she can have a better uh, life for her family, but also so she can talk technology uh, with her children. I met an 18-year-old um, who just its still in high school, who arranged with his principal to be able to get mornings off so he could actually work at the Apple Developer Academy. And he wants to be a programmer someday. And I met somebody who's been in the tech business, um, but saw this as a way to give back to the community, develop apps that could help the community. As he approaches kind of retirement so it's incredible it's a great program we hope some of them may become msu students as well but it's something msu can be really proud of and it's very distinct
0: and sir in grand rapids you took a tour of the doug meyer medical innovation building the facility is another anchor for the growing msu grand rapids innovation park the msu grand rapids research center continuing msu transformation of the medical mile talk about that trip and and more of what we're doing
1: in grand rapids So one of the things that really attracted me to Michigan State University was the Grand Rapids initiatives that it had. And I think the opportunity to really see how a public-private partnership and really the will and the commitment of leaders in the community can really help build uh, an industry, essentially, in a city um, was remarkable. And the Medical Mile represents, I think, this incredible coming together of people who care about the community, who want to see cutting-edge medicine available to everyone, uh, and are willing to invest their time and energy uh, in making it happen. So in the Doug Meyer building is really the third building that MSU is involved in. So we have the Secchia Center where we're housing our medical school students who train in in Grand Rapids, and they really enjoy being there, I think. And I saw Spectrum Hospital where they have a chance to... Practice their residency programs and do their third and fourth year medical training. Incredible facility with state of the art uh, equipment. Uh, and then I had a chance to go back to our research building as well and see the amazing research that's going on there. And that was built in association with Spectrum Health, who were major contributors to it and helped build it. And then finally, the, the Doug Meyer Innovation Building. Uh, really houses a number of things. So it houses um, some offices for MSU. Some of our people are coming over from our East Lansing campus who are interested in kind of bioinformatics and uh, epidemiology based on uh, big data. Uh, but the exciting thing probably for me is the theranostics component. And this was from Doug Meyer's experience uh, in having treatment for his cancer uh, in Germany, a kind of approach to cancer treatment that involves using isotopes that can both identify where the tumor is as well as kill the tumor cells. And that was not available in the U.S. It's now going to be available in Grand Rapids, Michigan, in central Michigan, in the state of Michigan for people who need it, and that's something I think we can all be excited about.
0: Visiting with President Stanley on MSU today and sir the university strategic plan is out i encourage people to check it out but could you hit some highlights what are some things you want people to know about the strategic plan
1: well i think there's a number of interesting things about the strategic plan but i think the first thing to know is that it puts people first so the first category is student success and by the way they're doing some construction right now i think outside (laughs) of us so if you hear that noise it's not my stomach rumbling or something It's actually work going on but um The first pillar is really student success, and it's the idea of really helping everyone who comes to Michigan State University as a student, graduate student or undergraduate student, succeed, graduate, reach their goal, reach their full potential. It's about helping them not only when they're in school, but when they're out of school as well, and really helping provide the networks and support they need to be successful in their chosen careers. So we're really excited about it. There's a lot of detail in that first section alone uh, about plans we want to do and outcomes we want to see. We want to see an increase in graduation rates. We want to see a reduction in gaps and graduation rates between groups. And the second one is all about our faculty and staff. Um, They are the heart and soul of the university. Um, They are the continuing workers here. Um, And the difference they make is extraordinary. So how do we make sure that their experience is a great experience? How do we make sure that this is a place where they want to come to work? This is a place where they can reach their full potential and succeed in their careers. And so that's what we're working on as well. The provost and our HR group are spending a lot of time trying to figure out ways to make this happen. We have a number of plans regarding continuing education regarding helping people reach uh, to help improve their reputation outside the campus so with honorifics and that peer review uh, is very important peer evaluation for people's success so a number of things there and then it goes on we're going to do work in health we're going to do work in sustainability and of course we can't forget about our diversity equity inclusion and the efforts there and last but certainly not is our least is our research and innovation and a number of plans to how to grow that anchored with the Frib, uh, our amazing plant scientists uh, and a number of other areas in our extension program that allows us to do outreach and to transform lives um, throughout the state of Michigan.
0: And enhancing arts and culture on campus is part of what you'd like to do and part of that is the Billman Music Pavilion was opened recently since we last talked and uh, it's sort of like the facilities now have caught up with our world-class music college isn't that right?
1: You really put it very well. I don't have much to add to that. The the Billman Music Pavilion is a beautiful building, and it really, you know, we have the Minskoff Pavilion for Broad. We have the STEM building for STEM, which is incredible, and now with the Billman Building, we have a building that, as you say, does justice to the outstanding music program, and the arts are so important. The humanities and arts are so important to the university. Um, They really give people ways to approach problems in different ways. They really facilitate creative thinking. Uh, Beauty is something we can all appreciate, and I think particularly when we've seen stressful times as we've had recently the arts really have a healing uh, and unifying effect which is important and so we're so glad that this could get done uh, arts are a critical part of the strategic plan humanities and arts and we're working hard to find ways in which to integrate them into all the things we're doing on campus
0: october is domestic violence awareness month msu safe place under the uh, direction of former first lady joanne mcpherson was the Nations First On-Campus Domestic Violence Shelter. Just talk about, again, yet another resource where we try to help our Spartans.
1: It's a great resource and very proud that, you know, this is now, you know, 25 plus years essentially in in existence and making a difference to a number of lives. And and Peter and Joanne McPherson are really to be congratulated for helping to make this possible. Um, I think it's something people need to know more about. I think it's probably underutilized. I think there are probably people right now who are suffering from abuse who need help. uh, And this is a place where you can get it. So I encourage people to take a look at it, uh, read about it, uh, find out about it online, because I think there are opportunities and in the community any letter I send. There's a link that should, takes you to the safe place, and I encourage people to go there and understand the kind of uh, possibilities it has to help in a very, very difficult problem for our country and one we need to do more on.
0: Another resource is our Student Veterans Resource Center. We have a lot of veterans on campus. Veterans Day is obviously in November. Talk a bit about that center.
1: Well, I can't say enough about you know, thanks for our veterans and, and what they've done for our country. And both my uncle and my dad fought in World War II, so uh, I'm very proud of the contributions they made, to to the United States at that time. Um, so we, we don't want to forget about our veterans, and there's a number of programs that are available, and we want to make sure they're taking full benefits out of them. So one of the things that the Veterans uh, uh, Student Veterans Resource Center is designed to do is to help acquaint them with these services and the benefits they can get. And there's also many opportunities to honor our, milita- our veterans and military-affiliated students at MSU, uh, including supporting the center um, through scholarships so they can be financially challenged, even if they have benefits, such as the GI Bill. So there are ways in which I think we can continue to do that. And we'll continue to make it an emphasis in our plan going forward, part of the student success component. And if I could ask you
0: to put your infectious disease expert hat on for a moment, just where are we with COVID, not only on campus, but around the world? Just what are you feeling good about and what still concerns you?
1: Well, I'm very pleased with how we're doing on campus right now. We've really seen a fall in the number of cases. We peaked in early September um, when we came back. Uh, we've been going down steadily since then. little concerned about the state of Michigan. I haven't checked it in the past few days while I've been away, but they've been doing kind of a slow but steady rise uh, over the same time period. So while well, we've been falling dramatically, and actually the U.S. is falling dramatically, um, they have been kind of rising. And then Ingham County has been kind of stepwise in a very slow way, increasing slightly. So I think the things we put in place are, make, are really having a positive effect. I think the vaccine uh, is making a huge difference, and the reason why we're getting to such low numbers now. Um, we Last time I looked, we had seven students in isolation. I don't know what the number is now, but uh, that tells you there's 16,000 living on campus. So that tells you we really have things under control at this point. So everybody stick with it. Um, the mask wearing makes a difference, and to anybody who's not been vaccinated, um, please get vaccinated, because we really are serious about the mandates. Um, They're really designed to protect the community, to allow us to come back safely, to allow us to experience college in the way we all want to experience college, and that's for faculty, staff, and students. And so um, I encourage you to do that. Um, what we're seeing is still the same thing as the pandemic progresses. It's the Delta variant, and what we know is is that the vaccine presents, protects you against the Delta variant, and if you're vaccinated, you have an incredibly low chance of dying or being hospitalized I'm from Delta. If you're not vaccinated, you are taking a chance.
0: And, sir, just as we close, what are you sort of thinking about? What are you optimistic about? Is there something keeping you up at night? Just preview for Spartans, what's, what's
1: ahead the next couple of months? Well, I think, you know, we, we, we worry a little bit about the winter because flu season is coming, and, uh, of course, we know people will be inside more. We've taken advantage. I think we as, as students and faculty and staff have taken advantage of being outdoors, and we've had a fall that made it possible to do that. So I encourage people to continue to try and do activities outside when they can. Um, but I think, you know, I'm very optimistic about going forward. And I think uh, we are not going to, my prediction is that we're not going to experience the same winter as we did last year, which is a terrible winter for the United States. As you know, um, over December, January, and February, probably about 250,000 lives were lost during that time period. So I think things are going to be better because I think we have more people vaccinated and people are following these rules about indoor masking. Um, but I'm optimistic about uh, our football team. I'm optimistic <laughs> about our basketball team. And I think we're going to see great things from the Spartans, uh, uh, as we approach to the end of the year.
0: Well, President Stanley, thanks again for visiting with me and, and sharing
1: your insights with Spartans around the world. It's always my pleasure, and everybody be safe, and particularly this weekend. We're going to have a lot of folks here. We're going to be the center of the athletic universe, um, you know, over this on Saturday. So everybody be careful, please. Take care of yourself. Watch out for cars. Pedestrians, be careful. And, uh, again, moderation in everything we do. Spartans will. And that's
0: Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D. Keep up with all he's doing for us at president.msu.edu and follow along on Instagram at... MSU Prez Stanley, and I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.